Price of Jim Price Show Daily Update. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It is September 15th. It's a Friday, 2023. Well, guys, this is uh, the world as you know it. Uh, again, we see the uh, the drums of war banging. We know that they're out there trying to do the, um, what do they call it, misdirection, destruction. I don't know. I just don't think we're falling for it this time. I really do believe there's too many of us out there that really think that uh, this is all a joke, including parts of uh, the military. And the sad part of it is, is I don't know, if you don't have the will to go fight, how are you going to make a man fight, right? You're going to do it the way the uh, Russians and Germans did. If they saw you running back towards the bunker, they actually just shot you uh, instead of letting you come all the way back to home. And uh, if they found you as a deserter, they shot you on sight. So I guess uh, we'll see. We'll see how far they want to take their, their playbook and those kind of things, but it's a sad, sad deal. Uh, we also had the UAE actually last night went on full on full strike, meaning that now there are no new cars being built as of, uh, let's see, 12, 14, 16 hours ago. Well, 17 hours ago, it'd be East Coast time. 17 hours ago, the UAE stopped all, oh no, it'd be Central time. Detroit, is Detroit? No, 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 they're in Eastern time. Uh, they actually shut everything down, and so the big three automakers will not be making cars for the foreseeable future without a 50% rate hike in in uh, in hourly wages for most of the union workers. But the sad part of this is, is that most, most people don't know that the union workers, on average, in Detroit, make over $60 an hour plus benefits. So uh, they want 50% more. Well, that's going to put them closer to about 100 bucks. And uh, if you really realize that that is, seems a little bit out of spec when you have so many people's jobs being replaced with robots. But I don't think you also know that a lot of the union workers, if your job is replaced with a robot, you get a lifetime income for the rest of your life. That is a real thing. That is what's put into the UAE um, uh, contracts so that if you are a union worker and your job is replaced by a robot, you are indefinitely paid for the rest of your life by Chevy, Ford, or Dodge. Uh, Dodge is a foreign entity. They are owned by Fiat, so I really could give two craps about them because they are a foreign car. I understand they're built here in America for the most part. Again, Ford has issues as well. I don't really appreciate the fact they use so much foreign crap in their their stuff, but they're the only one that has actually not been government-owned like Chevrolet. Chevrolet is 51% owned by the federal government. They sound like a little bit of uh, sounds like a little bit of communism to me, but hey, what do I know? China does it all the time, so why wouldn't America? That's Obama Motors. That was brought to you by Uncle Barry, and Uncle Barry is the one that put that job together for you guys. So you guys got to pay for it. So when you see those Chevys running around, half of that's yours, or is it? See again, if the government owns half, then why aren't we making half the profit? I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, uh, I do have a special guest with me. His name is Joe Lombardi. I, I'm going to let him uh, We'll have him join me here. Yard Joe, good to see you, man. Thank you for being here. Um, Joe, can you, uh, I guess you have to introduce yourself and tell us where we can find you. Yeah, I'm uh, Joseph Lombardi. I'm the owner founder of Ironhawk Financial. I'm out of Connecticut, but I'm in all 48 continental states. Okay. Uh, how can we find you, Joe? 
Uh, www.ironhawkfinancial.com. I've also written articles on the International Business Times, uh, Business Insider. I have a book on Amazon called Being Your Own Bank. Right. I have my second book coming out in a couple of days. Wow. Uh, I haven't written a book yet. I've been asked to, but I'm not really sure if I've been able to uh, pull all that off yet. But uh, yeah, good job on that. So, Joe, God, tell us who you are, man. What are we doing here? You got your, It's your floor. It's your hour. So tell me what you got. Appreciate it. Um, so basically, I've been in business for 20 years. Um, I've won 27 industry awards. I work with over 1,600 clients, three Fortune 500 companies. I'm on all the DraftKings commercials nationwide. Um, but I basically, I have a strategy that can help save uh, money on taxes, uh, help save money on um, liquidity costs, uh, can't lose. Uh, so, I mean, my... What I basically tell my clients is I've been in business for 20 years. I've never charged a client a dollar for my time, and I never lost a client a dollar in my entire career. I basically take the best of insurance. I take the best of investments, and I build hybrid foundation uh, planning uh, type of plans where basically has life, disability, long-term care, chronic illness, terminal illness, sue-proof, divorce-proof in some states. Um it, it basically what the elite are doing. Mm -hmm. um, and I guarantee you wealthy people don't have 401ks. <laughs> um, so I basically, you know, take people's 401ks. I have them stop contributing to that. Have them start building what's called the rich person's Roth, which is a bunch of Forbes articles on this in the last few years. I'm actually in the process of writing one on Forbes now. Right. But it's it's a strategy where somebody can invest money. There's no 59 and a half year rule, no 10% penalty, no federal tax, no state tax, fully liquid non-market correlated unless you want to be in the market. Um, and what wealthy people do is they leverage different IRS section codes. And this is called section 7702 of the IRS. And so it allows them to invest in their retirement, leverage it to buy other real estate or assets and earn two streams of revenue on $1. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, okay. So uh, I'm, I'm the average guy. Uh, don't have a, you know, don't have a, uh, a yacht in, uh, in Miami. How do I how do I get to that point where I feel like I can do what you're talking about? I mean, how how much do I how much can I enter in with, and and how does it really does it really truly grow wealth or does it just sustain or how do I how does that work? Yeah, so number one target is preservation of capital. Number two is growth. So if you already have an IRA or four hundred one k or any of those qualified accounts, a four hundred three b or four fifty seven, um, I can roll those into a separate strategy that has been averaging over fourteen percent a year for the last 10 years with no risk mm -hmm. through a uh, AAA rated company that's been around since 14 or 1848. Right. So I only use a plus rated companies because um, I want to make sure that my clients, again, they don't, they don't pay me the most. I promise you that, but it's, it's the best uh, strategy long-term for my clients. That's how I was able to maintain a 5.0 uh, rating on Google right. and an A plus rating on the better business bureau because I've never hurt anybody. My goal is just to help. Yeah. So, okay. So, all right. I've got a hundred bucks, Joe. What do I, where do I go and how do I get started? I, 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 yeah. So on the rollover end, the minimum bucks. is 25, $25, 25,000 on the, on the rollover end. If you had an IRA or 401k or SEP or simple, I've, I, I have other avenues, eight companies where it's 10,000. Right. Um, so if you had a old floating 401k, it's, it's, you're getting killed with fees because you lost a discount being part of the company. 
So, you know, I can I can take a look at rolling it over. In regards to new money, I have clients who do $200 a month. I mean, I have clients who do $10 million a year. There's no cap on to, to what you uh, can put in. Right. So, okay, so that, uh, and so how does that work? So I just start sending you, I mean, do I, is it a form I fill out or how does that work? And what's come, some of the stories that, you know, have that shows me how all this works so I can, I, I mean, if I'm going to give you $25,000, I mean, I'm going to have to know who you are. That seems like a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, no. So um, on the rollover end, I use what's called an index um, fixed uh, single premium deferred annuity. Mm -hmm. um, they're very popular right now because they basically buy futures contracts with your money, with your 401k IRA money, and they guarantee you not to lose. So if the market, let's say, were to go up 10%, they're going to give you 300% of that because you're buying contracts. So that means they would give you a net 30%. On the flip side, if the market loses 10%, you they guarantee your principal because they're going to make money right. if the market were to go down. So it's basically not a lot of people know about calls, puts, stops, warrants, futures, contracts. And that's what these type of, you know, very trillion dollar companies, that, that's what they use to basically bet on a company like Apple. To, they bet on it going down. They bet on it going up. And if it goes up, they're going to make more money. And if it goes down, they're still going to protect their principal and still make a profit. So it's it's a really newer strategy. It's been around about 25 years. Right. Um, but the average rate of return in those 25 years is roughly 20%. And the lowest 10-year history is the last 10 years because of COVID and the interest rates hikes the Fed did last year, which you know crashed the market. And that's at 14.67%. So what are we, so what are you, like, so I'm going to say I'm sending you my hundred bucks a month. What are you investing it in? What is the actual thing that, it, where does the money really go? Yeah. So what the wealthy people do is they utilize rules of an asset. So when you think of a 401k, what's their rules? There's a 59 and a half year rule, 10% penalty, 12B1 fee, class A share fund fee, money management fee, annual account fee. Uh, you have all market exposure, you can buy stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Those are called rules. Right. So the the um, wealthy, they looked at all the different options and the best rules when it comes to long term investing is actually life insurance because life insurance is legally tax free. So if they dump in 10 million dollars, it grows to 20. That whole 20 is legally tax free for them. There's no federal tax, there's no state tax, there's no rules. They don't have to die like a 401k. You got to die, get fired, lose an arm, uh, get a foreclosure letter. Uh, you know, and and they're very savvy where they're not willing to tie their money up for decades. Yeah, They want to use the money, whether it's in their, you know, lane, if they're in real estate, if they're in sports cards or, you know, cars and general automobiles, they purchase those assets with their life insurance because it's cash. Right. And they do it in a way that's third party collateralization. Right. So basically, think of if you had a hundred dollars and you give it and you bring it to a bank. The bank says, "Okay, we'll give you a loan right. for that hundred dollars because if you default, I have your money." Yeah. So people bring their policies to the bank. The insurance company doesn't know there's a third party leverage on the account. So now you're still earning your average of nine percent tax free in this account over thirty years on average, even though the money's sitting in a rental property earning you twelve percent. Wow. you know, a year in rental income. So now they're earning two streams of income on $1. So this is about that net worth conversation, right? This is where people have net worth, but in reality, a lot of times it's, they're kind of cash poor. Is that correct? Well, un unfortunately, you know, over 50% of Americans can't afford a new set of tires if they had to pay 40 cash tomorrow. Right. 
So it's the, the first thing you need to do is you need to get your, your home in order. You need to get a budget. You need to pay off your credit cards, 29.99. You know, I turn away a lot of clients where I can make a lot of money because I can't make my clients 29.99. And if I claim I do, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, so I tell my clients, get your home in order, you know, get pay down your debt, which I have a strategy for that as well. Um, but basically pay, pay down your debt, get to a point where you have more money that you can invest positively than more money that's going out negatively. Right. Well, and that's a, that is actually the kind of the tough one is, you know, trying to find that, get to that zero balance. Cause a lot of people would just be flush with cash if they just didn't have to pay the credit card fees and those kind of things. Uh, that's really where people get lashed with that millstone around their neck. So, uh, you know, let's go, give me a quick thing. Do you do the, uh, do you do the method of paying off the highest interest first or the lowest balance first or the highest balance first? How do you do that? So, so Ramsey likes the snowball effect where you pay off the lowest balance first. I'm a economics finance, you know, majors. I love numbers. I get rid of the highest interest first. I understand the psychological the value of feeling accomplished by paying off your $5,000 loan that's at 10% over your $30,000 loan that's at 30%. Um, I'm just in the camp of there's two things about investing that are so important. Number one is buy low, sell high, right? Everybody right. should know that one. The one that everybody doesn't know is you need to make more money on the money that you lend, i.e. invest, than the money that you borrow. So if I can give you a million dollars at 5% and guarantee you to earn 7% on it, then you're going to earn $20,000 a year on somebody else's money, right? Right. Um, so it's it's very important when I'm doing a plan with somebody, which, by the way, I don't charge, um, is, is I try to take a look at everything that's going on or my team does. Right. And um, we come up with a strategy. Listen, this is about a one-year play. You, you know, pay down your debt and then come give us a call. What is the, uh, you said something about my house um, or a house or an asset. So let's say you got more asset, you got more value than you have debt. What should you do there? Is there a, is there a strategy for that of, of uh, leveraging, you know, that positive equity you have or how does that work for you? That really comes down to your risk tolerance. Um, aggressive people, if they tell me, you know, hey, I'm, I'm okay, uh, you know, using my my assets like a casino you know if i if i hit red great if i hit black oh well right. um those i would say would be more up to risk and reward leveraging but a lot of people given especially the last few years where covid dropped the market almost 50 percent um people are more conservative so you know i i don't like taking the value of people's assets and hard assets um that are in a home something that you need to live um you know, so it all comes down to your risk tolerance. So I have some clients who do a strategy like leveraging assets to buy more real estate. And then I have clients that are more opt to pay off their real estate before they purchase a new one. Right. Well, and, that, you know, that's uh, I, I mean, I'm just trying to think about some of the questions that people may have out there that they're trying to figure out. Um, so you are using, so now are you using life insurance or are you using the stock market? How does, I mean, you kind of talked about both. Which one are you? Using? Yeah, you can combine both. So there's a strategy called an IUL where, uh, you can actually be in the SP 500. You can be in Morgan Stanley. You can be in, uh, BlackRock, which, you know, uh, a lot of people don't really like that what they're doing, but they're printing money right now. Um, by, you know, 
taking a lot of assets away from Americans. Um, but it's 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 your choice in regards to how aggressive or conservative you are. And I have a fact finder, you know, and I, I could tell, you know, right off the bat, usually the type of uh, risk tolerance people have. I ask them a few direct questions, but it's it, it all comes down to not all plans are made the same. Yeah. So, you know, everybody is different. You know, somebody may say, hey, I have residual income from 100 rental properties. I can be aggressive as I want. If I lose this money, it's coming in again next month, the rental income, right? Right, right. And then, and then I have clients that say, hey, I, I only work 40 hours a week and I got three kids and, and, and I can't take a huge loss. So it, it all depends on, you know, your time horizon, your risk tolerance and your family dynamic. So what do you do? Um, okay, so then uh, again, what uh, what was your website real quick if people are wanting to find you? If yeah, it's um, ironhawkfinancial.com. Um, I have actually, actually have my cell phone, one of them, on there. Um, that's uh, 203-815-3673. Um, you know, they can definitely reach out. If I don't answer, I'm usually in a meeting and I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's 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 important to talk to somebody who knows what they're doing financially Right. Because, you know, you, you, you hear these people talk about like, hey, if, if a $200 a month, what's that going to do for 30 years? Well, depending on the return, that could be anywhere between 100000 and a million dollars, you know, depending on, on, on what compounding interest number you use. So the small changes you make, like buying your five, $5 or, you know, five bucks coffee, you know, or Starbucks, right. um, I tell my clients make coffee home. I mean, I, I had a client where the, the the husband, the wife, and the older child was buying two cups of coffee each every day. It was like sixty dollars a day. You multiply that by three sixty five, it's like twenty grand a year on Starbucks coffee. And I'm like, um, do you know you guys can be worth I don't know six seven million dollars modestly in three decades if you just make your own coffee? Yeah. So you know, some people don't understand the value of compounding interest. Well, think about that in itself. I mean, you know, you say that and it kind of scares people to death. But then the sad part of it is, is this life, this hamster wheel we're on with this hamster wheel of debt and all the other stuff they have us on. You know, we've kind of decided we kind of ciphered ourselves down to a cup of coffee is the only that's the only vacation we can take. You know, and this is the sad part of this. A lot of people go down there and they get their little frappe, chino, whatever. I don't I you know what? Give this. I started drinking at Starbucks. Uh, a grande white chocolate mocha. I started drinking that back in 2001, and I never changed the drink. I don't know what all that other frou-frou frappuccino, half the time I think it's all exactly the same thing. They just call it something different. I don't think they're doing anything different. I think people think they're getting something different. Oh, no, it's different, Jim. It's a frappuccino, not a cappuccino. Well, it's the same thing. It just has fuzzy foam on the top not whipped cream i i don't know anyway uh but yeah again a lot of times people don't realize that like that's the vacation that people do choose for so again we're we're, we're constantly all sacrificing in this american economy we're making 300 percent less than what they made during the great depression again according to our standards of living meaning food shelter and uh utilities you know, it's hard for people to go out there. And then when you sell someone, by the way, hey, about, you know, you you're, you guys are drinking two cups a day. You know, that's an average of 12 bucks a day per person. You times that by three, you're, you know, obviously you're getting into a real money here. Let's put that into something else. That's actually pretty mind-opening. But, you know, there's a, those people out there that just, I don't know, it's, sometimes it seems hard. 
Do you have something that is for, let's say I'm only making 16 bucks an hour and I can only send in a hundred bucks a month. Is that, is there a possibility for me to be able to actually create wealth doing it that way? Yeah. I mean, it's again, going to take longer, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, something I always tell my clients, you know, something's better than nothing. You started a number you can comfortably afford. You strive for a number that, you know, you ideally want to put away. Cause I mean, Social Security is not going to be around for us. If you go to yeah. usdebtclock.org yeah. um, and you were to see we owe $33 trillion, then you look at the bottom right, it's another $260 trillion between Medicare, Social Security, and U.S. unfunded liabilities. This house of cards is going to fall. Yeah. What, what, whatever it happens, happens. I still think there's going to be a currency because currency has fallen in, in history before. Yeah. And it doesn't turn everyone into zombies who murder all their neighbors. It's just they would have a new form of, uh, you know, currency at that point. But it, it is important to save, you know, it's important to to build liquidity because what a lot of my clients do is when 08 happens, 2020 happens, all their money that they have in their retirement account is cash. So now they're able to buy the Apples and Googles and Walmarts. I mean, I had a client in 2008 who bought Harley Davidson at $12 a share, wrote it up to $135 a share, and in 16 months made $2.2 million. Wow. On 118000 bucks that he pulled out max loan that he could pull out so there's the the ability during our 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 retirement or working years is about 40 years well you should see a down market every five so that's 16 down markets out of those down markets on average maybe 25 percent will actually be huge yeah so you have roughly four times once a decade where if you are aggressively putting money in something that is earning interest in compounding and growing Mm -hmm. um you have to try and cover inflation but having it liquid is so vital to wealthy people when they're able to purchase things that all, everybody else's money is tied up in their house. Banks aren't lending, tied up in 401ks, or you know they're going to get heavily taxed, and their 401k side of the stock market that just crashed. Right. So it's 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 very important to diversify your liquidity, your market exposure, and your taxation, which nobody really does. Well, when you're talking about um, when you're talking about all this stuff. Uh, John Kennedy had a question. Uh, he's over on CloudHub. He said, uh, uh, do you know about the rule of 72? What's the rule of 72? Can you explain that? Yeah, the rule of 72 is every 10 years, if you have a 7.2% rate of return, your money doubles. And every 7.2 years, if you have a 10% rate of return, your money doubles. So you basically take the percentage, you divide it by 7.2. So like if you're earning 3.6%, it right. takes 20 years to double. So it's it's just it's a simple math calculation to define what compounding interest is compared to simple interest. Right. Well, and so um, that's a. I mean, yeah, compounding interest. I mean, a lot of times that's that. But you, you, if I say, okay, let's say I got money in there today, I'm like, hey, man, I got this cash, uh, I'm ready to go. I got my hundred bucks. I'm gonna you know wire it to you, whatever you need to do. And six months from now. You know, I, my life goes sideways. I got things I got to pay for. Something's gone wrong. Uh, how hard is it for me to be able to, to access that? Or is it locked up for an extended period of time, like some CDs or things like that? Yeah. So in regards to the life insurance strategy, it's not a short-term strategy at all. Um, all the fees come out like a Class A share fund. It's uh, two, three years, four years sometimes, depending on your health rating of fees. And then after that, it's all profit. But you have to get through that. Um, and by the way, you never write Joe Lombardi or Ironhawk Financial a check. You know, I'm what you call a master broker. I work with over 200 carriers. I have no alliance 
to the, to a company, like if somebody works at Ameriprise or New York Life, they can only sell those products. And those aren't the best products right. uh, in some in some areas. You know, maybe they are in others. Um, but so I actually work for my clients, meaning I shop the market, figure out based on your age, your sex, your health, your rating, the amount you want to put in. I build a custom plan for you with any carrier. It makes no difference to me. And I mean, the last week I've sold nine different company carriers. I don't, I don't have an allegiance to a company. I have allegiance to my clients. Right. Well, um, so I was going to ask, oh, you said you're on what, what gaming, what betting app are you on? Oh, I'm on all the DraftKings apps, uh, infomercials nationwide. Uh, Joel, it pops up. Um, I've had so many people recognize me. I have pictures with me and Kevin Hart. I have, uh, you know, I played a poker tournament with him at Foxwoods. And, uh, you know, I played ball with the Celtics. I uh, played ball with the Red Sox. I go to, you know, I was at the Giants-Cowboy games, 50-yard line in the rain with my boys. I'll be at the Pats-Dolphins game, 50-yard line, second row with my boys. Um, you know, we're, we're a big sports team. You know, both my boys play play tackle football. My daughter does dance. So I'm always I'm always trying to find avenues to get out there and have fun work hard play hard yeah well i i played rugby till i was 46 uh and when i was 45 we won the national championship so uh um, congratulations yeah so I, I i understand that world and i also know that you know we've had a lot of issues with uh wokeness and other things like that um so when you when you're talking about the sports side of it is that a world that you like are you are you involved in that stuff? I mean, well, what part of I'm related to Vince Lombardi, the Super Bowl champion. Uh, my grandfather was his brother. Um, you know, so I always grew up in that field of football with my dad and NASCAR and basketball. We'd watch Jordan, we'd watch the Cowboys, we'd watch Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. You know, we used to go to the races up in New Hampshire, Dover, Pennsylvania. So, you know, I want to share that same experience with, with my family and my kids. So, you know, that's why uh I coach three different sports. I've been coaching for years. We won the NEFL championship, New England Football League championship in 2012, 2013 for the Connecticut Bearcats. It's a semi-pro football team. We had guys from the Chiefs on the practice squad, the Jaguars on the practice squad, the Colts. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I was the assistant defensive coordinator. One of my clients was the head coach and said, you need to come coach with me with your name. And we ended up winning two championships in a row. So. Wow. Yeah, I uh, I had a I coached for twelve years. Uh, I had a my son and a stepson uh, that I coached uh, football and wrestling for twelve years. And uh, actually, Braden's team I, I forgot about this until you were just talking about that. My Braden's team, uh, he from they started at first grade and went all the way to uh, junior high. So that's you know six years, first through six. And uh, at, in seventh grade, they pick up as a junior high team for the school leagues. Uh, that he was never their team was never scored on and i forgot about that that was back when um remember when the chiefs went to they did that big thing where they were going oh no it, was, it wasn't the chiefs it was uh was it KU or K State they were doing this whole run like they, they had a perfect season or something like that and then they ended up flopping at the end um but anyway the coach was uh a neat coach up there i think it was KU KU had a really great year and uh, I tried to get him to come down and speak to the boys because they had actually gone unscored on. And I don't know if people realize how hard that is, but to be unscored on for an entire career from first to sixth grade is actually something to be said. But, yeah, it's kind of neat how those young kids react and how they, you know, they engage and do all that stuff. I miss – I do miss the wrestling more than I miss the football. 
Um, I, I, I miss that challenge of, you know, equal, equal pairings and, and one man comes off as a winner, one man comes off as gaining experience of how to lose, and which I think is the greatest experience of all is learning how to lose, not, learning, not yes. knowing how to win. Knowing how to win comes easy. That's ego-driven. But knowing how to lose, that's getting outside your ego. So anyway, but anyway, I just, I just, that was a little moment for me there. Sorry, I appreciate that. Uh, so I don't know if you were interviewing me or I was interviewing you at that time. Um, anyway, so that's just cool. I mean, we, we got to know the lighter side of you and what you do. So, uh, anyway, so, uh, as we go through this whole thing now, what, what is it that you recommend for us as just America? Okay. We, I look at the, I look at the, you know, the, the stock market as a casino, you know, you, you're, yes. you got, you can only put in there what you're willing to lose. Right. So you, yes. I always say, if I'm going to go to the casino, I got to be willing to throw the money on the floor and turn around, walk out with no return. And that's how I think of a casino when I go, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking anything there that is going to, I'm not trying to double up the mortgage, so to speak. Uh, so how do, how do people really get around some of the fears of today's market where we feel like, you know, BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street are really in there manipulating so much? Oh, God, dude. Yeah. Wall Street. I mean, everyone's buying gold and silver and they don't realize that hedge funds are, are betting against them so heavily it'll never go up. I mean, silver should be like $1,200 an ounce. It's like yeah. 30 bucks. So um, and, and that's because of the iPhones and the and the uh, batteries in, in the electric vehicles. So they're making money off the Tesla stock and Apple stock more than, than the physical uh, metals. Um, but I mean, it, it in, in, in regards to like the stock market, it's very important that clients understand that, you know, if you're going to be in it long term, it, it, it works, you know, um, historically. Unless you invested a dollar in 1999 in the SP500 and sold it in 2012, you made zero dollars in 13 years. Um, if you invest a dollar, I think it's like what, 46 to 73, you made zero dollars. So, right. but if you talk to any investment advisor, which I used to work in Manhattan, I worked at uh, NFN, which was Guardian, I worked at MetLife you know, right mm -hmm. in Manhattan two times and you meet these guys and they tell you as the investment guy, Hey, if the market drops, you know, tell them, tell them, uh, you know, it's a great time to buy. You're a hero. And yeah. if the market goes up, tell them, look how much money you made. You're a hero. So no matter what happens, whatever the way market goes, you're awesome. Jeez. And, uh, I didn't really like that. Um, I thought that was manipulation. So Sounds what I do with people in the stock markets, I put a guarantee on it. I say, listen, if the market crashes, you're going to lose nothing. It's like going to the casino, and if, if you put all your money on red and black comes out, here's your money back. So, um, and that's just through calls, put stops, and warrants, and contracts. And that's what all the big guys do. They don't actually really I mean, put money in the stock market, but they're vested in the success of the stock market. And, they're, and they have money on the, and losing. So if, that, if their share goes down, um, they make money. If their share goes up, they make money. And then they have supercomputers that buy and sell every millisecond for them and they say it's, it's an, if you actually i mean if you go to 60 minutes and, or just go to google or youtube and type in 60 minutes supercomputers wall street this is in the in the late 90s early 2000s they had this technology right, right. now now they had that now was five billion for these things back then now they can get them for 20 million bucks they can build a machine that buys and sells uh seven thousand times a second which I, they call them penny pinchers because they pull pennies out of the market and you're not really investing in companies anymore. Did you get your beautiful stock certificate? No. All the stock certificates are held by one company. Uh, you don't even own your own stock certificates. And are you buying the actual the rate of return of the company? No, you're buying the speculation of the company. 
It's, it's even worse than betting on the Giants-Jets game because at least there's going to be a winner and a loser. But if you're betting on speculation, the team could lose by by three, but they're supposed to lose by seven. So they could be, oh, then they really won because they, they lost more. And, and and how is Tesla worth 10 times more than Ford? And Ford makes more vehicles than Tesla. It, it, the whole thing is if you really look into it, it's a joke. Yeah. So, you know. So. Is that their way of like picking winners and losers? Is that what you're saying? There, there's there's no way of picking you know who's gonna win the Yankees uh game today nobody nobody knows um the best thing to do is diversify the best thing to do is have a foundation and I mean if if if, if somebody wants to you know treat the stock market as a casino you're better off going to the casino you get some free drinks a free meal and maybe a show while you're losing all your money yeah well, I'm just, I'm just trying to. And so, okay, so I guess let me do this. I, I'm, I'm got, I don't want to make sure everybody gets it. So I, okay, I have my hundred dollars, yeah. my hundred dollars of value. Do I actually send it to you, or do I? Is no, it the, the companies. So you, you, I set up a plan. I build a custom plan with you. I show you my presentation, um, which Mass Mutual wanted to buy from me and you know go around the country and teach all their general agents. And I was like, no, no thanks. Um, but it, it basically you set up a, a amount per month you feel comfortable putting away that's going to go into an overfunded life insurance policy, right? Okay. So more of the money that's going in is actually going into the company's uh, general account earning dividends immediately. Um, you know, 30-year history of this type of strategy is 8.98% tax-free. Um, and that, you know, it's it's this strategy for, especially for wealthy people, they love it. Now, more... Younger people that are more aggressive, um, you know, we can construct plans using stock, you know, using indexes, S&P 500, using NASDAQ, Dow, other different types of options where now they want the upside in the market, but they will give you a 0% floor, but they'll also give you an 11.5% cap. So if the market got 20, you get 11.5. The market loses 20, you get zero. So it, it protects your account from huge losses. Right, right. Well, I, I see what you're saying then. So then it does, you know, so then you don't always get all the plus, but you don't get any of the negative, right? Yeah, and there's tons of ways. I mean, if you want all risk, you can do a variable, like, you know, life insurance policy where you're taking on all the risk, all the reward, but I do not recommend those. I mean, MetLife got sued in 99 and they had to go public. They used to be a MetLife company. Uh, um, they used to be a mutual company. Right. And uh, so, I mean, I, I'm I'm more of a moderate, you know, investor. I'm not risk adverse, but I'm not willing to just throw my client's money into the wind and hope it hits. And if it doesn't, tell them, oh, well, you just lost all your money. Right. Well, and that's a that's a tough sell for a lot of people that, you know, in this time, it's just really kind of tough out there. Uh, if I was going to do, um, if I was going to do, if I had, okay, again, I, I just keep trying to think back of the scenarios for people to want to do this. You know, if I if I want to, do I need to hold back from you or do I just go all in? So there's two different ways. I have clients who do lump sums, you know, with a annual uh, contribution, you know, five years is usually the minimum. There's no real single premium strategy with the life insurance side. There is on the fixed index side that's very popular right now for people rolling over. Even if you have a 401k at your current employer, we can most likely get to an account that's been averaging at worst 14%. And if you look at your account since you started in the last four years, the market's averaged zero. So um, you know, last four years, my clients, uh, two years ago, they got 60% and I can, you know, prove it to you. Uh, so the rate of return in the last two years. Um, so 
it's it's a it all depends to be honest and and what my clients like is you're trusting promises you're trusting guarantees from life insurance companies which are actually safer than banks right when you take a look at silicon valley take a look at signature bank take a look at ftx take a look at all these things billions trillions of dollars bond in a day right um you know tell me the last time a life insurance company has failed i'll wait never in 176 years so it's it, when 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 a life insurance how company is that possible your, though how is that possible yeah it's very easy never... very easy so when a life insurance company gets your dollar they actually have to hold it when a bank gets your dollar they do fractional lending where they right. can send out twenty dollars for every dollar and if a company has a good balance of annuities and life insurance there's absolutely no risk to the company because an annuity is like hey you won the lottery right for the word annuity when they're telling you how many billions of dollars you're going to win buying a lottery ticket. So what an annuity is, is basically a, a, a single premium rollover or a one-time contribution, and then it pays out monthly income for life, right? Right. What is life insurance? Pay monthly income, monthly premiums for life, and pays you a, a, a large lump sum for retirement or death or disability or long-term care. So if a company has a good balance of that, there's no risk. And the second way life insurance company makes so much money is inflation. I mean, think of what your parents bought their first house for in 1950, 1940, yeah. 1930, and now they're starting to die. Mm -hmm. Well, they would buy $10,000 policies, $15,000 policies, right? Right. Uh, and, and, and I'm bringing in premiums, not benefit uh, protections, premiums of millions of dollars a year. So the more money that comes into the company, because it's a mutual company, all the money goes to the top, 100% of the money goes back down to policy owners. Inside of a stock company, all the money goes to the top, 10% goes to stockholders, 90% goes to policy holders. So a mutual company has a shield. They can always do an IPO, initial public offering, and, and go public. So that's a huge safety feature right there that your bank doesn't have, by the way. Right. And it, it gives them the ability to uh, be in the – like when people have a 401k, is there any competition? Are you competing with – uh, China's uh, or Russia's uh, government for your 401k. No, it's the United States, United States only. There's no competition. That's why it's high feed, highly illiquid. You don't get uh, average rate of return if you just were to open up a, a brokerage account and buy an index fund that way. Um, but people do it because they want instant gratification. They want A, the match, if there is any, which that's getting you know uh, not as common, but they want the write-off. But people don't understand that that write-off you get costs you $30 later for every $1 you save today. So if I write off a dollar, I save a quarter. That, that dollar with the rule of 72, like one of your viewers said, yeah. uh, over 30 years is going to 6 to 8 to, to 12 times, depending on the rate of return. So I just use 10. So if, if taxes don't go up, you're going to owe 25% of $10, which is $2.50 to save a quarter. Mm. If taxes go up, now, now you're paying $5, $7 to save a quarter. You multiply that by thousands of dollars a year equals millions of dollars that you're going to pay in your 401k. So I'm not a huge component. And then the other alternative is a Roth IRA. But most of my clients make over $175,000 a year. They can't even do a Roth IRA. And even if they could, they're still a 59-and-a-half-year-old, 10% penalty, FILO, 12B1 fees, Class A share funds fee, money management fees. So when you take a look at the strategies out there, you can Google rich person's Roth. Right. Again, Forbes articles. It teaches you what wealthy people do buying life insurance. Not by life insurance magazine. It's Forbes. It's, it, it is, again, all media is most likely corrupt. But at least it's like 
the least corrupt because they're actually just giving you information, not telling you to buy this company, they're not telling you to buy a specific product. They're just showing you the concept that wealthy people do. And that's all I do. I say, hey, here's the concept. This is what I do in six figures a year plus between my kids, my wife, me. And then this is what I would recommend you to do. Is it suitable for you? And then you decide. You know, it's literally that simple. Well, uh, so when you said, okay, Roth is, so the Roth is the after-tax money you put in there that's no longer taxed on its gains. Um, and you're saying, is that, a, is that a good thing or a bad thing, or is that something to invest? Roth is amazing. It, the Roth is the best government-sponsored program. But remember, government is a monopoly. There's no competition. Right. If you go to the private sector, there's 200 companies fighting for your dollar. So you're going to get better riders for add-ons. You're going to get better rates of return, lower costs, different other benefits like long-term care, chronic illness, terminal illness, sue-proof, divorce-proof in some states. You're going to get so much more benefits when you have companies fighting for your business than if you just blindly just check a box on your ADP you know, website when you join your company to have them start pulling money out for retirement. So I tell my clients the same thing. You're doing the right thing. You're just doing it the wrong way. Well, and again, that's one of those things that where a lot of people don't have that education to be able to do those things. So it's really important to be able to talk these things out. Um, well, Joe, I don't know how long how, you got any more for us, and I don't want to drag you out into this, but uh, we got about 20 more minutes here. So I don't know if you had something else you wanted to add or uh, tell us what you wanted us to know. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, there's, there's four things about investing that are very important that people overlook, you know, one is, I call them the four levers. One is taxation, one is market, one is inflation, and one is interest rates. Right. So when you buy a 401k, an IRA, a SEPA simple, which most Americans do because they don't know better, um, when taxes go up, you're going to lose. When the market comes down, you're going to lose. When interest rates and inflation go up, you're going to lose. Where have we been for the last 60 months? Market hasn't been going up. Taxes has been, been going up. Interest rates, inflation, what? went up faster in history uh, in the last 20, 22 months, right? Yes. So if you don't have a hedge against that and taxes go up, more of your money in your account doesn't belong to you. It belongs to Uncle Sam. Right. If market goes down, more of your money doesn't belong to you, right? Because your value of the shares or indexes you own, which is a big group of stocks, went down. If interest rates inflation goes up, that's less profit for these companies, therefore less money to invest, therefore less market. With my strategy, when taxes go up, you lose nothing. When market goes down, you lose nothing. When interest rates inflation go up, you actually make more money because whole life, which is the main strategy I use, the companies make their money on interest rates. Mm -hmm. So as interest rates go up, they're making more dividends. I mean, in the 80s, these things were paying 15 17%, but interest rates were 12 to 14%, right? So it's, it's a really really strong hedge right now um where all my clients 1600 of them almost a billion dollars they understand the value of the risks they see the value of longevity they see the value of compounding interest they see the value of liquidity they see the value of tax uh, mediation they see the value of not putting all your eggs in one basket meaning your house your job your 401k are all tied to the same index Right? right. When stocks go down, what happens to your house? It goes down. What happens to your jobs? You lose them. 
right? So they're all correlated. So if you don't have an asset that's not correlated, you are putting all your eggs in one basket, which is what our great grandparents told our parents, and our grandparents told us, and, and everyone's doing it. And nobody owns bonds anymore because interest rates are paying zero for what, five, six straight years. Right. So nobody has risk remediation when the market corrects. So when 2020 came, it was something like seven trillion dollars was gone. Right. You know? <laughs> and then the government, what did they do? They just printed money. And like you were saying before, they bought your stock for 50% off. And that's how they own part of Apple and part of Disney and part of Chevy, like you were saying. And and I agree with you. How are we not getting dividends on that? We we technically own it. We are the people that, you know, using our money to buy assets. That that kind of is uh rude uh to say the least but yeah so it, it's it's doing those things that a lot of people don't think about um but it comes really down to that you know 50 percent of the population can't even afford a 500 dollars bill today so it's 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 really getting your 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 house in order and it's making sure that you care about your finances because your money is very valuable it's very important you're leaving your family you're leaving your spouse you're leaving your girlfriend you're leaving your children to go make money and then, and then you come back home and you're not spending it right. You don't have a budget. You're, you're, you're buying, you know, uh, takeout food every day. And, and, and they don't, they don't look at it as uh, long term. We're trained instant gratification, right? We're trained for that from birth. If you want a car, you get a car note. You want a house, you get a mortgage. You want college, you get student loans. You, you have, you're broke and you want a TV, get a Best Buy credit card. Right. We're trained instant gratification and it destroys people's legacies it destroys people's ability to make money and what's the number one cause of divorce in the united states money yeah yeah so failure to communicate honestly but yeah money yeah so, so i mean it's it's really it's really important to do the planning that you so and if you're you don't you, you don't feel like you know how to do it i can send you a, a 36 minute YouTube video where you can watch it, you know, which is my whole presentation. You can watch it at your leisure. You can buy my book for $4.99. I think I make a dollar ten. I don't do it. I try to do it for free. They don't let me on uh, Amazon Kindle. It's an audio book. But right. um, it's it's just something where it's very important to do do the planning, you know, and, uh, and, and protect what you've already built. Because if you invested in the market from 08 to 2020, you're up 403%. Lock it in. You hit a parlay. You know, if you're, yeah, you're yeah. a gambler, you know what that means. But oh, it's yeah. like, lock it in, you know? So that's what I tell my clients, especially in their, their late 50s, early 60s. Well, that's, uh, and then that's, uh, that's a problem for a lot of people, right? So, um, hey, by the way, I'm going to give you crap about the, uh, the uh, Dallas Cowgirls stuff you got behind you there. Uh, I understand yes. that... Uh, Marjorie Starbuck was your grandfather. I'm just kidding you. Uh, how, are, how are you a Lombardi guy, but you got, what's, uh, you got to talk to me. What's the math there? What's the deal? Lombardi yeah, so is Green I, Bay. I, I mean, you're I, kind of throwing me off your partner. You got to work with me. I gotcha. Everybody says that. So, and that's supposed to be Packers. And again, I love, the, I love the Packers. But the, the Cowboy stuff reminds me of my childhood. My parents divorced when I was four. Uh, my dad raised me by himself. And right. he was a contractor. He owned J.B. Lombardi Builders. Right. And, you know, um, the only time I spent with him, I was raised by daycares, you know, it, before school, after school. And the only time I spent with him was Sunday with him and his friend, Jimmy. Uh, you know, he passed and my dad's now in a nursing home with Parkinson's. But, um, you know, it was just me, him and Jimmy. We used to watch the Cowboys. We used to watch, uh, you know, Jordan and Dale Earnhardt. And, and that's my childhood. So when I when I, 
you know, look at the Dallas Star, even, you know, it's been 30 years in misery. I know they're not a great football team, but it's, it just brings me back to a, a good time in my life where I, I felt safe when, you know, my mom basically abandoned me. So that's, that's what that comes through, you know, and how I really got in the business is I was supposed to be in construction. And then I watched my dad fall three stories off a ladder and lose a $25 million construction company. And I had a sister that was born two pounds, seven ounces for the alcohol syndrome. And I had to take care of her at 15 or both of us would want to DCF. We had to hush hush, you know? Right, right. And then shortly after that, my mom dies, rose to the liver with no life insurance that crippled me financially when she, she died a month before my, my, my first child was born. Wow. And then my grandmother had a stroke, less dementia. She lost my grandfather to state Lombardi masonry that when he died, he left to her $4 million gone. So, you know, I was thrown into this uh, career to try and help motivate, build financial foundations for people, save them money on taxes uh, and protect and protect the people they love. Yeah. And, and people spend thousands of dollars insuring a piece of metal in a car, but they don't spend that money insuring the goose that's actually laying all the golden eggs. You're insuring right. all the eggs, but if something happens to the goose, the eggs are worthless. Yeah. And that's what people don't understand. So, you know, it's, it's just trying to, to, show stories and and hey what i went through i don't want that to happen to you and a lot of people realize that and see that well and that's uh and that's that's what we're all trying to do here i mean we're all trying to be better for each other uh how do you make your money do you make your money the way you're making other people's money if you're not charging them to make money how are you making your money yeah so the companies i represent all 200 of them they 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 give me a finder's fee for every dollar i bring in um, similar to how your guy at Morgan Stanley or JP Morgan's making money. Um, you know, the, the company, uh, charges a fee inside the, the product and they give me a small piece of it as a finder's fee. And, and as your advisor for, you know, the next 20, 30, 40 years of your life. That's great then. Uh, all right. Well, now they gave you crap about your sports team, uh, which I know obviously, you know, it's, I thought you guys were supposed to have, I mean, Prescott was supposed to be your guy. I don't know. He's a bum. <laughs> well, you guys, hey, Kaepernick's available. He'd be. Uh, we don't kneel here. The only, he, the only, he'd be the, good the only for, you know, that, that. We pray in this house. By the way, that you know that guy, that guy grew up in a gated community, went to one of the most elite private schools on the West Coast. He was whiter than I am. Yeah. I grew up poor. Uh, literally where I ate noodles and eggs with ketchup every day in an attic I where was, I had uh, no running water. Yeah. I was the government cheese kid with a white cheese box and the white powdered milk looked like Thai. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know that life. And when he sits there and tells me about how he's been repressed, I'm like, brother, I got your repression hanging right here, buddy. So anyway. I would love Kaepernick privilege. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the NFL just gives me $50 million because I was treated badly. Like, Come on. Yeah, and then and then Nike gives him another like thirty million dollars. We got some T-shirts. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, and it's it's all just uh, it's all just chicken shit stuff. I, I and then what a what a so you're gonna use your you're gonna use your race baiting to make money, which actually shows you exactly why we have a problem in our society. The fact that he even uses that, and then his background doesn't align with that. That is absolutely true to definition of why racism. The argument of uh, self-preservation or fright or flight or understanding what is good or bad about you know things this is the problem we can't talk about things that scare us because it could be making we're racist or things that scare us could make us a uh, bigot or things that are scared i mean and that's that goes against our nature right of, of trying to protect ourselves and those that we love as well so all right hey man i joe i appreciate you being here um one more time how do we find you 
uh, ironhogfinancial.com. You can also Google Joseph Lombardi Ironhog. It's bring up tons of articles, tons of awards I've won, my biography. Uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn. It lists all 27 awards I've won through just type in Joseph Lombardi Ironhawk. You can call, you know, one of my cell phones at 203-815-3673. Um, you know, it's, 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 and again, I'll never charge you a, a penny. I have a huge network account and CP. They may charge you if you need a will or something, but I will. I'm the quarterback, right? Right. Hopefully I'm not that Prescott though. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I basically, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the main guy and then I, reach out to my team and, and what you're looking for. And, and I make it happen. Well, I do appreciate that, Joe and uh, get back in touch. We got anything else coming up or you see things coming up in the market or things we should pay attention to. Uh, let's get you back on here and we'll talk about it again. All yeah. Right. I appreciate the opportunity and yeah. uh, you know, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. You too, buddy. And uh, it's my, I'm a weekend home. So you got to be on here on Fridays the last uh, few months here. I have that's probably why there's not as many viewers as because they're so used to me not being on Fridays. Uh, it, they'll pick it back up. My viewers always come back later, but I I haven't had a Friday show in so long. I don't know what it's like to do a show on Friday. I, I'm usually on the road. Like last week, I was in Dallas, and and so I've been traveling quite a bit, uh, speaking at uh, for constitutional rights and uh, voter integrity and uh, those kind of things. So I've been doing a lot of that. So a lot of uh, motivational stuff. So anyway. But I do appreciate That's it, man. Important. So, what's that? That's important. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, man, we will talk to you soon, and uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Take All care. Right. We'll see you. Bye-bye. All right, well, that was a great interview with Joe. And, again, guys, this is one of those things that there are other ways to make money, even in the casino called the stock market, as a way that we see that the rich people are doing it. Well, there's not a lot of people out there that want to tell us how the rich people do it because they don't want you rich. They don't want you in the cool kids club. They don't want you to be a part of those things. And uh, so this is the world we live in, right? So uh, just a couple quick things. The guys that were tried for trying to kidnap Governor Whitmore because your FBI put more agents into the group than actually was in the group to try to convince the group to go to kidnap Whitmer were all... We're all, we're all found not guilty today on all charges. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they went after them full bore, even though the FBI said that they were going to do it, said that they were participating in it, yet they had, no, they had no information, no evidence, no nothing, and the government was so damn determined to make sure these guys were going to try to kidnap Whipner so they could try to create a crime, so they could try to do it wrong. Our government... Got it kicked in the nuts today. Thank you, jury, for doing your job. That was an amen. That was the best Hail Mary. Thank you so much for what you guys did out there. I cannot believe my government bothered to try to infiltrate and get people to commit a crime, and two of the agents were sleeping with two of the guys. Oh, yeah. FBI agents, female agents, were sleeping with two male suspects to try to convince them to kidnap Governor Whitmer of Michigan. Yeah. Think about that. Your government, that's what we do here. Guys, this is a problem for us. We have a government that's using your money to go after your fellow man, and we should be ashamed of ourselves that we participate in this. Anyway, we do have victories out there all the time, and this is one of those along with other things. So, guys, think about those. Remember the 10% we do for a neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. There will be a far, far better place. Remember, hold the line. Hold fast. Do not give up. Do not give in. We will win. I promise I don't make promises I can't keep. Guys, you've always been the answer. Never, ever let the government tell you what to do because the government 
is your servant. You have God-given inalienable rights that come from your creator that has nothing to do with your small g government. Your government is your servant. Is a constitutional republic. We do not live in a democracy. Quit lying to yourself and being those people. We are the difference makers. I'm Jim Price, the Jim Price Show Daily Update. You guys all be good to each other out there, and I'll see you guys on Monday. Bye-bye.